What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Soup. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. What's up? Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And Mark Medina. I'm back. Hi. Have, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're back. We're back. <laughs> Don't We're back. steal Sam's thunder. Yeah. Wait, well, hold on. No. How long have you been gone? Oh, God. Which of you went to a more exotic place? How long have you been gone? Okay. Since before E3. <laughs> oh, and, okay. Yeah, wow. It feels like Sam's been gone for a month. He had, he had, was, he had a... You know, a day before you left, I, I left. So it's dex, dex, the you whole time you've been gone, I've been gone. <laughs> oh, okay. Plus one day, so I win. Well, it okay. is a competition. <laughs> yeah, I've only been gone for a week. We made it one. <laughs> but I missed one game scoop in this studio, and I haven't, I've never been in here. I yeah. was in here not three hours ago for Unlocked for my first time. If you're listening to the she audio, you should now. go check out what our new studio looks like because I can't believe how good it looks. It looks yeah. really nice. It looks really nice. I think we we're happy it. with it. Uh, I think it's sounding better in uh, this week, too, hopefully. There's a little bit of an echo last week. I think CJ Gibson sorted that out. And if he didn't, it's at Gibson Films on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great show for this week. Even though it's a pretty slow news week, it's Comic-Con Eve. I'm heading down to Comic-Con tomorrow. Uh, Tina is as well. Mark, are you going? No. No, Mark's not going. I'm here. The two of us will be going down there. We're going to be the only people in the office. Yeah, yeah it's just being so leave us with stuff to do because otherwise <laughs> okay. it's Mario 16. We're just going to play Mario. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Uh, but of course, even, though, even when it's a slow news week, we always have our great emails from our listeners and viewers that we can answer. We'll get to those in just a second. But first... Uh, Sam has prepared a full report on what he did during his summer vacation in Japan. Mm-hmm. Do you want it in order of what animals I saw? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, alphabetically, it, I saw deer and then monkeys. Cool. But you also Wait, saw yeah. that's that's did you see it? deer and Nara. Yeah. Did you feed them? Uh, listen, hold on. I you told, don't I feed the deer. Yeah. The deer just run up and eat whatever you have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I had like a bag of sandwiches. And the deer was just like in there. Well, why did you do that? And then you I had like, you know, out. a jacket and the deer like made, like I had to get patches on it afterwards. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Putting your sandwiches in a bag is very Canadian of you. <laughs> they put everything in bags. Um, that's milk I, I didn't in see bags. Any, I didn't see any liquid in bags in Canada. But yeah, there were, there, there's deer that are tame in a park. And like so many of them, it's like more deer than pigeons. It's really, really crazy. Yeah. And then in a monkey park. They the bow at you so that you will feed them. But yeah. Do they actually do that? Yeah. Do they, just, they actually do that? No, they do like a stabbing motion with their <laughs> No. They come they up to you and they bow. go, stab you, I'll stab you, I'll stab you. They didn't you ask, they took. Hand over the bag. That, that's they what the bow is that. there, right? The bow is a request for food, yeah. But but it's not, they don't get down on their knees. They they, they, no, just, they just bow they their just, horns at you. Yeah, they bow their horns at you. They, they try don't to, they stab, try to stab you, you, you but they've ground them. down their horns to little nubs so they can't okay. actually stab you. Be difficult. You and can't by even day, tell I mean, there must be some sort of part. or not anymore. <laughs> I, everything I'm saying is true. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> You've I, been there, right? I know, but they didn't stab me with their antlers. Oh, no, I'm just saying they're threatening to. Well, yes. They do bite at you, though. Yeah, yeah, they'll get in your bag. I've your bag of sandwiches. <laughs> I've been to a monkey park in Kyoto. Is that the one you went to? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think where you walk way. You have, it's a long hike up the mountain. Yeah, and it's steep, and it was really hot in the summer. But yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. the whole way, there's signs about the monkeys. Right, yeah. they're like, you know, don't don't do this. Well, in other parks, you go there, and they're like, don't feed the monkeys. Period. But this park, they're like, you're going to feed the monkeys, but you can't feed them anything else. And they give you peanuts or something yeah, to feed them. Also, normally the animals will be the ones in cages, but in this situation, you're in the cage. Yeah, they put you in cages. Yes. The monkeys yeah. Feed the monkeys. You can That's only exactly feed right. them when you're in the human cage. Yeah. And so they'll so stick like their, little, their grubby yeah. little hands like inside yeah. and you can hold out your hand yeah. with peanuts and they'll grab it. And I just remember the way it's their so leathery weird. little yes. fingers filled. The little fingers they also go like this so if they want the food. Yeah. They make a little grabbing motion. You'll give them a peanut and 
and they just shove it in their cheeks and ask for another one right away. Yeah. And they'll just keep <laughs> shoving it in their it cheeks. Like yeah. Dude, same. They're smart. They don't, really they don't bow at all. <laughs> no, they're no, they're not bowing. No bowing. <laughs> yeah. I saw they, they do like they they play like humans. And like I saw like them oh, running play. around and there's a little pond there. And these two like adolescent uh, males were, uh, and you can tell they're males because they have big terrifying fangs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like hitting each other and jumping in the pond and stuff like that. And, uh, one of them was like ch- chasing the other one around and it just, the other one like turns around and just does a full cannonball and splashes everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. They're pretty tricky too. They'll, they'll like, distri- they'll use some people as, uh, some people, some monkeys as distractions mm-hmm. to steal your food otherwise. They're pretty sneaky. They're cunning. Everybody, yes. Everybody wants your food. Mm-hmm. Every animal wants your food in Japan. Mm-hmm. And you went to a super potato. I did. You probably went to the better one, actually. Yeah, I went to the one in Nagoya, and it's like, you know, Nagoya is not a real tourist destination. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big city, and uh, it has a lot of retro games, which made super potato there really cool. Um, I have a whole rant about this. Okay. There's, there's, there's this problem right now where uh, otaku have to ruin everything. Here and we go. Uh, one of the things they ruin is uh, if you go to Japan, say you went to Super Potato, a bunch of people attack you online. And they're like, why don't you go to a real video game store? That's a real thing that's can I, happening. Can I, that's so lame. can I get like 10 seconds of context on what a yeah, Super yeah. Potato is? So Super Potato is, is just a video. A, 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 it's a comprehensive collector-based video game store. So you go there and they have every game with very small holes in collections and like hmm. different levels of condition and you can see them all and you can just buy them if you want them right but a lot of them are really expensive so it's not a place you go to dig it's a place to, to see like a comprehensive amazingly curated collection of games that are up, up priced accordingly because they mm-hmm. want to keep that collection you know relatively intact so the point of super potato is not the same as a flea market or mm-hmm. a, a used bookstore and i'm so so annoyed by this concept like i collect things so obsessively. I know what the hell I'm doing and I do not need some little dorks to tell me not to go to Super Potato. Those are little Can you imagine if there was a store that had every single Star Wars toy that ever existed in every box, mint condition, they had the pulled ones too, and you could just go there. Wouldn't you just go there just to see what that looked like? Yes. So it would is, look amazing. Is the idea, That's what Super Potato is. I don't care if how much you guys go dig at flea markets. I was going to say, is, like, is the idea that it's like, oh, you're not being like a purist collector. We go to flea markets every Saturday morning. Absolute we nonsense. go to thrift I've been doing this shops. with records my entire life and video games for decades. I just, I, mm-hmm. I've pulled an Atari video music at a flea market I won't even tell you about in San Francisco because I don't want you to freaking go there because I'm competitive about it. <laughs> I cannot believe how stupid this reaction is. Anyway, Super Potato is amazing. I took some pictures of it and I tweeted them out and got attacked. Uh, but check out, uh, check it out when you go to, to Tokyo too because again, like you get to see every Famicom game. They just have them all. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And I bought some games for Jared and I saw oh. some uh, cool stuff there and I bought uh, two very special things. I bought like a really, really nice condition Doki Doki Panic which is the game that you know became Mario Two Mario here, Shigeru Miyamoto designed a disc system game. I can't wait to show you to you guys. There's all these little booklets and stuff with drawings in it. It's really really cute. And then I also got a thing called the Hudson Shooter Watch, and that is um, it's from the era of Game and Watch. It's uh, all it is is a device that counts how many times you can hit the A button quickly. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's cool. So it's like yeah. <laughs> It's related to a TV show. It's like in, an, in a minute or something? It's, yeah. Right. It's really, really competitive. And so I'll so bring it to like the office. it's like just QTE, the game, essentially. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's in a, Wait, that's but you're what pressing it, different buttons? No, what? it's just the A button. 
And it's a minute? It's a it's an intent, yeah. tiny it's, yellow It's the one Nintendo where you've already grabbed someone and you just need to yeah. kill them now? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then if you screw up, you got to start the whole yeah, the fight the over whole again. Cycle that over. sounds easy until you're doing <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this for a well, minute. Well, we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> what people used to... We're going to bring, bring, bring on the show. Bring on the show. Oh, that'd be great. What people used to relate it to was in Mario Party, there was always button mashing games. If you ever play those, it's just like the whoever could button mash the fastest would absolutely win it. But yeah, it's like this. There's this famous uh, uh, guy that that popularized it, but it was like really expensive, obviously, because it's super potato, and that's what that place is. Yeah, so I, I've been to the one in Tokyo, and I I just imagine uh, the one you went to is probably less picked over than the one in Tokyo. Uh, again, it was like comprehensive. Like it, like Jared gave me, I was looking for obscure stuff, but I wasn't going to pay for it. Jared gave me his like obscure stuff list, mm-hmm. list and like they had every single thing on it. I was like, nice. dude, you got to pick out a couple hundred dollars <laughs> worth of games here, or else I'll just. You know, I could have spent three thousand dollars or something yeah. on it, like six games. Wow! Yeah, it was it was completely crazy, and um, so that was really cool. And then and that was like the most you know gamer thing I saw. But I saw a bunch of arcades that were mm. Taito and Sega, and yeah, they operate their Konami own has games. a gym. Yep, yep. Mm. That's mm. really cool. That's why you they're just not come making those logos. That's why they don't make games anymore. They have that gym to run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the very coolest thing, though, uh, I think, was the two Nintendo headquarters mm. that I went to. And I don't know if you guys saw those pictures, but I want to I saw to, the, uh, the older one, yeah. That was yeah, awesome. And then uh, the the new one in Kyoto is like pretty near it, but it's like just like a corporate office park, but it's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't, I don't think it comes across and you see this one silver cube with a Nintendo logo on it. There's a whole nother one of those, and they're like, you know, 10 stories or something. They're huge. And, and everything is being developed in those two buildings. And there's a campus with a bunch of other little buildings on it. And how did you find that building? Did you just like... You can Google both of them. And it yeah. used to be really hard because I remember uh, I remember reading an article on how to find the old office, but whatever it is, off factory. Um, but now you can just Google it. And, uh, and like you should go, go to that other one. It's really cool. It's by a craft brewery too called Tokyo Beard Lab. I think craft or something. Hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's like a little... There's the river in Kyoto on the, on the east side. And then there's like a little canal next to it. And it's like the most beautiful walk it's like mm. all like overgrown and lovely. And there's like all these like little houses. There's no tourists. And then there's the little factory that made Nintendo hand of food cards. And they had um, a little plaque out front and everything. Really, really cool. I went twice. To <laughs> Nintendo? Yeah. Nice. I took a bunch of pictures. And then the second time, I, you know, the bar was nearby. So. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so let's go check it out again. You know, it was really silly. Is that First of all, there's no graffiti anywhere in Japan, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's anywhere. Cool. It's nice. There's no stickers anywhere. Well, I, th- I think graffiti is cool. And like, what well, it can be. Graffiti is cool. Tags. Tags are not. Yeah, good. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but only on that Nintendo building, there's, like, a sign next to it, like a yield sign, and there's, like, people put these, their stupid retro label Aww. stickers on it. <laughs> 8-bit whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> nice. And then you went to the Ninja Gaiden castle uh, oh, in Osaka? I don't know, because I went to, like, so many castles. <laughs> They're all the same. Um, you've seen one castle. What's you've seen <laughs> one I, castle. But I didn't seen. go to the Osaka castle. I went to the, man. It's so it like Meiji. looms over the city. I know, I know. I spent so much time at, at the arcades. I know. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I really it was like it was always like a train going past it and stuff like that. But I went to a really cool one, the Kyoto uh, Castle Tower isn't there anymore. But uh, gosh, which one do we go to the most? I guess Nagoya has like a really big Ninja Gaiden Castle. So hmm. that's the picture I, I had. Yeah, and that was like yeah, it looks exactly like any video game. It's I re- so fun. I really want to know your elevator story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said he has an elevator story. So I'm the elevator captain now. 
Uh huh. How's that? I will show Good. you. Okay. But uh, when okay, so Did you I fix was an in a, no, I was in a very dense area of uh, Japan where uh, we're staying at a hotel, and was, I'd, I had noticed this before, like train uh, stations. If I had like luggage, I'd go in an elevator. But it was never in elevators. But I did take two elevators to get to the the hotel. It's like a big sky rise downtown Nagoya. So it was like you know elevator than elevator. It was like packed with people every time. And every time I went in there, there would be a really polite person uh, just operating the elevator. But here's the weird thing. At one point, that person left and somebody just moved right over there mm. and started doing the same thing. And it wasn't like, you know, the, somebody in uniform. So I was like, what's going on here? So I go and I look up elevator etiquette in Japan. There's things called elevator captains Aww. and it's amazing. So here's the rules. <laughs> That's adorable. If you get in the elevator and there's nobody in the elevator, you are the captain. All right. And so then you're responsible for the two buttons that are hold the door open and close the door. Mm-hmm. Those buttons that we never even mm-hmm. use here. No. Well, mm-hmm. they actually work in Japan. Yeah, they actually yeah, work they're, there. They're, they're always, they're like yeah, always, it's hard to tell. Yeah. They definitely don't work in the IGN office. Yeah. I see no. people all the time and I'm like, close the, the, just like when I'm walking no up the, to close the, the door. Mark's yeah. always trying to close the door on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I always think about like how in the zombie apocalypse or something, you'd just be like, well, goddammit, I wish this button yeah. worked. Yep. And you just come in and you're done. So if you're the captain, you have to hold the door open for whoever's going to get on. Everybody loads in. Right, mm-hmm. and then you close the door, and you kind of facilitate uh, the button pressing. Now, if you don't speak Japanese, and you can say like, "Which floor are you?" and kind of point, somebody will kind of hit it. Um, but uh, then, at, at every floor that stops, you open the door as fast as possible, and then as soon as the, the maximum number of people have gone out and the other people come in, you close it. Like if you wait another second, you're being real rude. Right? Oh. So like you, you, mm-hmm. that that makes you a good captain, right? Mm. So then you have to facilitate the, the floors again. Mm. Do that. Now, here's the crazy thing: oh, okay. if you are uh, being the captain and it's your floor, you get to hold the door and then you leave and then the, the closest person to the panel shifts into the position and becomes the captain. They're like, look at me, I'm the captain now. And, and it happens so smoothly. Uh, there was an unwritten rule in that <clears throat> if you're like a doofus from America, they're not going to let you be the captain. Uh, they'll, just, they'll just circumvent you. But you said you so were how'd, the captain. How'd you oh, get I, oh, no, I was. So, But here's what happened. You, 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 you completely get, you lose your status. And like, I'll be there and I'll be like holding the door open and like trying to be like, what floor are you going? But then there's that other panel on the other side. Uh, and so I'm like, little like, lady, a no usurper. We got yeah. this. <laughs> no, she'll like, have her listen. finger on the close button like before you even get there. Cause it's like, you have to switch fast. Huh. They're like, they're like, all right, like, all right, get to the back. Yeah. Like, we got this. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also a whole like business hierarchy. Like you let your, uh, you know, you, your boss is never going to be the captain, right? Like mm. you, you, mm. you, if you're in a group of people, the subservient person like slips in first, right? So uh, I, I was at one point where I, I was like doing good captain work, like real good. <laughs> like nobody had taken, I didn't get usurped at all, you know? And I was like really proud of myself. It was just me and like an older businessman that was, that was left in it. And I was holding the door for him and I was like, please. And he wouldn't leave. So I must've missed some kind of rule or something. Uh, weird. And he was like, no, no, you gotta go out. Sam, gotta go out. Sam's checking the handbook. So like, I'm like holding the door and I'm like, <laughs> I just ran out. <laughs> he couldn't so, leave at the elevator in the handbook. So here at IGN, yeah. you're like, everybody's boss so you're never the captain I'm here not, i'm not people's boss in this very room <laughs> that's true except for everyone in here <laughs> i just you're, painted a really well, weird picture you're everyone's boss except work. for all of ours <laughs> your captain name should be captain commando <laughs> Cap- probably uh so yeah i don't think you guys need to follow these rules in america but if you guys want to start it Okay. We can, we totally can at down. least well, first, to give it a shot. We need to get the the elevator door close buttons working yeah. in America. Okay. 
Well, we have, we have other unofficial building. rules that are sort of widely accepted, but never always, f- they're not always followed necessarily. Like um, if you're going up the escalator, you have to stick to the right. I'm just going to use that as an example. On the left. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so like, people don't do that. Cool about that in Japan. Maybe yeah. you're just like the wild west. And, he, oh, and yeah. it's in crowded stations that was happening. But here's the thing. I never knew which side to go on. I swear. I swear. And like Hiroshima is different than another place. Oh, I, I th- which side do you stand on? I think it, it there it can, it can go back and forth. Okay. Based on what region you're in, but yeah, at least was, there are everyone standing on one side. Yeah, that was freaking me out a little bit. Yeah, I, I have one rule here at IGN. Okay, if I am go. in the first floor and you are not past the guardrail, I'm not holding the door. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not doing. I it. think that's fair. It's way too far yeah. away. There's a really long hallway. You have to yeah. walk up to get to the elevator. Yeah, yeah, Actually, and if you're still where the guardrails, because then it becomes this awkward situation. I have to hold the elevator, and then the person feels like they have to like yeah, run, and it just, run. it just, it just, it's like holding. It's the just door awkward for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so you're just kind of like, I'm just gonna go. There's two elevators. I'll yep. see you up there. Yeah, that's fine. Hmm. I think sorry, that's sorry, you're holding 15 pizzas. So if you guys want to start the elevator captain here, thing here, though, the, the most important thing is to make sure everybody else that doesn't know about it, you just think they're rude all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who give them really secretly know that they're rude. Who do you think at IGM would be the best elevator captain? Well, Sam just had proper training. I mean, he's so yeah. probably the most Sam. qualified. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sam has the, the most is, experience. The thing is, you need twitch reflexes. Yeah. So maybe Wait, James bring Duggan. In, bring in the button mashing game. Yeah, okay. And then we'll, oh, then we'll that's turn based off of that. Into the Wait, so yes. you're, you're or can we get you be, win a chance to be the elevator captain? Maybe we can Yeah, get, you just live in the elevator. I'm just going to be like, oh, no, I suck at this game. <laughs> well, remember, so anybody can be the be captain humor. if you get on first or are nearest to the to the thing when somebody gets off. Yeah. Right. And anybody has it's a chance to be the captain. Floating role. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sam, it sounds like you had a good time on your summer vacation. <laughs> we should probably talk about video games at some point okay. on this show. Uh, let's talk about GameStop and their latest plan to uh, try and keep their head above water mm-hmm. without completely going out of business. As uh, you probably know, GameStop has been playing on hard mode for the past <laughs> several years. Uh, over the last fiscal year, they reported their lar- the biggest loss in, the, in their company's entire history, something like 670 <laughs> $3 million. All last year, they're trying to find someone to buy the company. Nobody wanted to buy the company. Mm-hmm. They gave up the, the search for that in uh, January 2019. And now they're, uh, the fiscal report for their first quarter in 2019 shows that sales are still going down, still turning down. So it's all, it's all bad, all bad news for GameStop. Their plan was going to turn it around is they're going to open new stores dedicated to retro gaming. They're going to do their own super potato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we brought this up <laughs> because only real gamers will shop at. <laughs> yeah, what are people gonna think? Well, isn't the about going to like, eh, at GameStop? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. The thing where about, are they gonna like, source all their retro yeah, stuff? Yeah, exactly. if they really nailed it and like, well, I always heard that like, GameStop does have like central warehousing, mm-hmm. but they like stopped selling retro games and then they brought them back for a little bit and like they, you know, all the stuff was happening. Well, they accept so, trades like, for retro yeah. games, so that's like, like where anything, they're getting. Like, like today, will they take a TurboGrafx sixteen game? Like, yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know like if it's like that old, but <laughs> but like you can take a batch of Super Nintendo games and take okay. them to GameSpot or stop yeah. and and sell them. Why do you think you're in sixty four? collection just gets smaller and smaller i took i did sell a copy of like turok 2 i remember and it was like when i got the receipt back it was like i got trade and i remember it being like a dollar 60 yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was the last time i ever did i was just like this come on guys yeah. and, and I, I, I you can buy retro games on their website right now i i happen to know just because of something i'm working on that an n64 with no games 
eighty dollars. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that means so that they do have central warehousing and documentation of like games. So like, if you have that, then you could say, okay, we're going to stock a store really interestingly. And like, if Super Potato is their model, like seriously, it's like a walk-in museum that you really try to keep like stock in that looks cool, and mm-hmm. then people just go there, and then maybe they buy cheaper games. Isn't it kind of like Blockbuster being cool. like, we're only going to rent? old school movies only it's 80s like, movies yeah exactly uh, it does seem a, like a cool museum is, kind of quality but yeah. I haven't been to a GameStop in a long time maybe like a few years ago randomly but it was it was a thing that you know you grew up as, with as a kid but it's irrelevant now with digital sales especially in Amazon being what it is um, but I also recall like their their quality and their handling of mm. games and systems wasn't always that great. So like I the rattles, imagine, you get a game that's rattling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or there's just scratches on it. Yeah, exactly, because the game is loose. Or or there's just well, there's that whole thing where it's like you would buy a new game and they'd go and get the case off the shelf oh and God. put the yeah. disc in yeah, it. Yeah, they'd already taken and they're the like, disc out. And they're like, no, it's new. It's never been played, yeah. but for display but purposes. You and you're like. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you crack if the it's seal? new, I break the seal. Yeah. There's a website or a, a YouTube channel, Spawn Wave Media, and he he devotes a lot of his channel to buying. Like, hey, I'm gonna buy six or seven different things: a GameCube game, a Super Nintendo game, an actual PlayStation One from GameStop, and he gets them all in a box, and then he'll open them and be like, okay, this is. This is okay. This so controller like feels okay. Repackaged GameStop stuff. Yeah, like he'll get it and it'll be like, oh, they're refurbished. And it's like, okay. And then he'll put a PS1 game in the PS1 he ordered. And he'll be like, okay, it works or it doesn't work. Or this controller doesn't feel good. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, he just kind of. And people watch that? <laughs> it, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, no. That's okay. actually a good point, though. Like, I mean, just games working, like having somebody test clean and then grade mm-hmm. them or test clean and then price them according to their, you know, aesthetic look hmm. that's a big deal that means somebody actually tested the game you're not going to a big well, yeah. creative games and buying garbage or mm-hmm. consoles like consoles like nes's need the 72 pin connector replace yep, yep. like that's kind of cool to have somebody doing that for you but i can only see them doing this at like chicago san francisco la new york atlanta it's Dallas, a lot of cities like, but you know like the big ones yeah. where they can really get a i don't i just like but GameStop right now is everywhere i just don't think that you're gonna get a retro store maybe in lawrence kansas why not? A bunch of kids, a bunch of college kids. Well, that's kind of sad too because they'd be competing with GameNut, a great local chain. Of See, retro well, that's the other thing. Now, if GameStop uh, is going to start directly competing with these mom and pop, you know, retro mm-hmm. game stores, that's another. Yeah, I live right down the street yep. from a place called Phoenix Games, mm-hmm. and they're really, really cool. They have a they have a big uh, arcade with pinball machines, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they, they, it's like you open like, with that when you talk <laughs> about this place. <laughs> it's just like walls of old retro games that are that that seem fairly priced, and then yeah, in the back there's just pinball machines everywhere it's really really cool but then i live right next door to a GameStop. so whoa yeah i know i, I go to GameStop to buy games for ign because sometimes we need mm. extra games or game guys you don't, do that, like you don't do that very often though do you it's happened a lot recently. i bought mario maker 2 from GameStop, you like and you like a week ago <laughs> What's I, I went to their nine o'clock release and there was like me and five other people there i was like all right <laughs> I just bought something there for the office because it was like, you know, we didn't have enough copies of it. What was it? I can't remember what it was, but when I was there, the line was so long and it was like 8.30 in the morning and it was already, you know, people lining up to get a game, but they had plenty of the game. So I was like, oh, this will be fine. And I get in line and every single person talks to the cashier for like so long. Oh, no. It's like, it, it's like they're having their own little game scoop, right? In the, you, know, <laughs> you can tell the cashier doesn't want to talk to it. I mean, like, I feel well, bad. Well, aren't they obligated to like, push and pedal some of their programs. That's what they're they doing. They're like, the take the strategy guide and yeah. you're like, please no. Or like, you know, try they're to like, please no, I go to IGN. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, they, but yeah, they, I think people are just kind of uh, shooting the shoot as they say on games. Shooting <laughs> the shoot. 
Well, we'll see if uh, opening up retro theme stores is the answer to GameStop's woes. There's no way it can be as cool as Super Potato. <laughs> There's just no way. Fake gamer. <laughs> <laughs> You know that one? No. <laughs> it went on. That's Commando. Oh, wow. Uh, not the captain, just the Commando. It's before he got his captain. Or his, uh, it's before like he got promoted. It's <laughs> like kind of boring, right? It's uh, repetitive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you walk. Nice like, way of but I just played over and over again. <laughs> you walk forward <laughs> and shoot <laughs> the same enemies over and over again. Okay. Sometimes they show up in a motorcycle. All right. You don't have a negative take on this game, it sounds like. that. No, it's a perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> You might, you might say it's off the charts. Yeah. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like David from Chattanooga, Tennessee did. Cool David name. says, I, <laughs> David, I mean, <laughs> Mr. from Chattanooga. I'm a relatively new fan of the show, but I can't get enough. The promise of new episodes each week is the reason I wake in the morning, and the thought of Damon's crystal clear enunciation is what helps me sleep soundly at night. Dude, same. Dude, it is crystal clear. I, I can't give this guy enough compliments about his copywriting. <laughs> Sometimes I think back to the very first God of War game from 2005, and I recall that my personal reaction to that game was, this is what I want from video games. More specifically, I realized that for me, if a game ran smoothly, was easy on the eyes, and felt responsive, it would be something that I enjoyed. Since then, this realization has helped me make better purchasing decisions and has kept me happily enjoying the medium year after year. I'm curious if you all have also found your it factor in gaming. Are there certain characteristics in a game that immediately elevate it to you, or am I weird for even asking? Not at all weird. What do you, what's your, what's your like your thing that you're looking for in a video game? Sam and I have talked about, we have a similar thing that we're looking for. We like to explore new worlds. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the, uh, let me, let me process this for a little bit. Okay. Somebody right. else should answer. Well, Mind have, you, have you guys played Outer Wilds yet? I can't stop thinking about it. I want it to come to the PS4. Hopefully it'll come you to the PS4 yeah. someday. No, no. I just started so the last crazy. weekend. Okay. Um, yeah. But explore. So there are a couple things that I want out of a game. Um, like story is a huge one. You guys know I love a good story, good characters, good character arcs. Do you, um, do you like story delivered in a specific way? Like no, it's like it could dialogue be like a or limbo like... style okay. delivery as well. Um, like a completely muted story. Mm. Um, just something like, I guess the way that I would kind of summarize it is something that makes me feel something. So that can be through the story or it can mm. be like, like I have really fond memories of my Left 4 Dead days where I just I constantly felt really like in control and in mm. power and kind of progressing through skill levels like I like that as well um, or feeling like it like the division two is a good game this year for me because I just played it with a lot of friends so that mm. was a different kind of feeling that it evoked it but Outer Wilds both does this really cool mysterious storytelling unraveling at the same time of being like a massively exploration focused game so if you don't know the premise you wake up and you go through loops and you visit planets within those loops. And after like 20, 30 minutes, whatever, or maybe you die or you run out of oxygen and die or whatever it is, um, it resets. And the game basically recaps some like screenshots throughout your session. And then you wake up again and go through this loop again. And so you can use a, a sonar detector to look for audio signals on different planets and be like, I like the sound of this planet. Let me go see what's on there and where this, where the music is specifically coming from. And sometimes it's like an NPC. Sometimes it's a black hole that kills you and puts mm -hmm. you into a loop. And I went to one planet, it's an early planet. So, and I'm, I'm still early on, so I'm sure it'll be a no brainer for anyone who's been playing, but it's this green planet and you 
go onto it and it's literally just water tornadoes and the entire planet is chaos mm-hmm. and it's sucking you into a main uh, main tornado that all the other tornadoes are being sucked into. It's it's just super cool. I couldn't mm. get over how fascinating that was and how different all the planets were. And then one time I uh, collided into the sun and burned it. Well, actually, I was, oh, yeah. I was trying to match my velocity with another planet and I didn't realize the sun was coming behind me. And all of a sudden the light started coming into my peripheral vision and it slammed into me. And I was like, I guess that was the sun and I died. Yeah. What so, happens when you die? <laughs> it loops again. It, it loops again. You wake so you, up You again. wake up, um, you're this alien race and you wake up on your alien planet which I think is supposed to be Earth, actually. I think it's supposed to be some kind of uh, play on Earth. Scoop. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's... Um, well, and there's like a guy sitting by the again. fire and he's like, hey, are you going to go? Don't yeah. you need the launch codes? And you're like, I already have the launch codes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, wait, wait, so because you <clears throat> you have to do everything over again, but you get really good at it because you're like you, So you you do everything over cool. again, but it doesn't reset the game necessarily. <clears throat> you're still making progress. And it's, so it's, it's like almost like a the, platformer in the sense of you figure out... I shouldn't make a left turn here or like this planet's going to yeah, collide into this cool. planet. Like there are asteroids yeah. or there are ev- like events that are happening too. So there's like an asteroid that might collide into a planet and you'll remember that. So you won't mm-hmm. go to that planet at that time. You'll wait, go to another planet, go there. But like, but like your, your character remembers it. stuff. Like what I mean with the launch codes is like at the very beginning of the game, you have to go get launch yeah. codes. Your character is like, Oh no, I already, I already have the launch codes and you can go on your ship and it'll tell oh, so you. You don't have to open up your physical notebook no, and meet no, space no. and they'll be like, I know this code already. When no, you can go on your ship. Codes are like a series of dots and lines. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you can go on your ship so and it'll fun. tell you like, this is what you're working on. And that stays constant. Okay. But you do remember different things. I used my autopilot once and it autopilot me right yeah. into the sun. Be very careful with the <laughs> autopilot. It does not de- detect any Because the, the planets spin and yep. you, you can't, sometimes you can't catch up to them because they're, yeah. they're, they're orbiting. And so the best way to do it is you have to match its velocity. And then all of a sudden the planet stops moving. It doesn't. You're just matching its velocity. Or you can just autopilot, but the autopilot... That'll crash you into stuff. Yeah. You just have to use it sparingly. Yeah. You got to use it when it's like, I see the planet. I'm going to. But there's something (laughs) different going on on all the planets. And there's clearly Mm -hmm. like an overarching story as well. Not necessarily an end game as far as I understand it, but there is like an overarching story Mm -hmm. that you you start to learn about like a different alien race and, you know, your Mm -hmm. own people and your involvement with them, et cetera. But exploration, if you like exploration, that's your thing. (laughs) That game sounds really, really cool. I'm pretty obsessed with it right now. Yeah. But it's only on PC and Xbox right now. Yes. Yep. 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 What are your basic? But it's payments? on Game Pass. If you have, I, I like. I thought about it, and like, I'm pretty eclectic. I think I. I don't really look for like this is what I'm looking for in a game. There are certain things where I'm like, okay, so like, I really, really like post-apocalyptic settings. So the more I see on Outer Worlds, the more I'm like, God, this couldn't be more my game. I played. A lot of Fallout 76 while I was yeah, on break just because I wanted to explore that game. I know. I heard you guys made fun of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's just like I love post-apocalyptic stuff. Um, and so that'll kind of draw me in. But for the most part, like, you know, right now I'm juggling Just Cause 4. I'll, I'll pop into uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm still trying to get through that. That game is very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recently started playing a game called League of Legends Team Fight Tactics because I really, really, really love... Uh, tower defense games and this game is weirdly scratching that itch <laughs> and uh so it is it a tower defense game it's 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 an auto chess game it's a, that's their auto, auto chess, auto okay. chess gotcha. is somewhat an evolution of tower defense <laughs> if you want to look at it that way um and so i would say no there's nothing that i'm like this is my thing but i would say like 
seeing seeing something like Spider-Man. Before, I, I didn't even have to watch a trailer for that game. I'm like, I get to just explore this huge open world as Spider-Man or Assassin's Creed. I get to just run around this huge open world. I, I pretty much know I'm going to like it. I guess it has <laughs> to have a hook. Like every yeah. game has its hook. Because I was going to have some sort of loop. Yeah. Like if I was thinking if a game is really stylish, either in its art or its music or its writing, like if it's really stylish, that will keep me playing too. So it just has to have that one hook, no matter what it is. If it's like the exploration is super cool or the combat is perfect or just I like the weapons a lot, like whatever mm. it might be, it just has to have that one good hook. Just also, like music also, or our TV show. Yeah. You know, like the, it works the same way. I also really, really, really dig short games. Something short like. Games. Something that I honestly can finish in like a setting. That's why you're trying to make Mario 64 shorter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Make make it the perfect game. Uh, Something like, uh, there are two games that spring to mind that I played, I started playing and finished without any breaks. What Remains of Edith Finch Mm. and Inside. Like those are two games that I just started playing and stopped playing when they were done. And I'm like, they're just, they're here because like they are just short enough, but good enough to just, consume all at once single playing games is like a really good good topic to talk mm-hmm. about it's been a long time since i played a game in a single sitting but mm-hmm. man um yeah, that's a good metric. we were talking about like exploration like for me it's like there's a sense of discovery and like i really like there to be um secrets and like the way i like to describe this is um in the very first review of super mario brothers uh that was unearthed by i think frank cefaldi if not somebody else uh adjacent to him but uh it was like a school newspaper type thing in the midwest like first of all like there weren't game reviews in 1986 like we have them now mm-hmm. just there just weren't and so finding one from 86 or early 87 of super mario brothers is really weird and the thing that they mentioned that it's not like oh the running feels great or like there's a sense of like jumping and flight or like there are all these things that people associate with super mario brothers now right it was about how there are secrets everywhere and it was like really cool that like every time you might you hit a block maybe a uh, uh, extra life or something could come out of it or there's blocks in the middle of the air that you can hit and like I, I i that's what i loved about super mario brothers when it came out is that you could take it one step at a time and just kind of like figure it out like what's what's out there you, you don't really know and there's warp zones and and stuff like that like that's the sense of like wonder and awe i get from exploration games but like i definitely have another thing now which i'm really realizing about myself which is like it has to have a non like realistic earth setting like i really don't like or it, has, it can be in the past or something but i like don't like grand theft auto very much because it's so mundane for me like i live mm-hmm. in a big city mm-hmm. i drive a car i don't like crime i don't like people <laughs> shooting each other like there's nothing appealing about that game to me but red dead i love like i, I really really like mm-hmm. how it's a you know a world away and so when i'm exploring it it actually feels alien to me love uh Futuristic games, sometimes post-apocalyptic can be a little much because you just get so drab. Like mm-hmm. Rage 2, I was just like, this just feels like a lot of other games and looks like a lot mm-hmm. of other games now. Mm-hmm. But I really like that what you were saying, Tina, about um, like if there's a hook in graphics. Like that's totally true. Like the first time I played Borderlands, like like it just didn't matter. A lot of other things in that game didn't matter as much as just how it looked. It was just really Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just enjoyable. And Breath yeah. of the Wild is that way for me too. Mm-hmm. Mentioned it once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing I'll add is that I, I, I like games that uh, allow me to approach its problems on my own time and sort of give me yeah, yeah. however much time I want to sort of analyze the situation. So turn-based games are great at that. So I've been playing Slay the Spire every night for weeks now because each turn I draw a hand of cards and I have all the time in the world to sort of analyze, you know, is it better to attack this time or do I need to build up my defense or like how is this card going to play out? I, have, I can just sit there for minutes and minutes and minutes mm-hmm. taking my one turn and that's great. But even something like... Uh, um, Metal Gear Solid Five, like scouting, I can take usually take as much time as I want to scouting an outpost, mm-hmm. identifying all the enemies, planning the route that I'm going to take in. Yeah, 
games like that that really that, like that game has something that I really that that a lot of games that I really like have where there's a sense of collection in it and yeah. a sense of like um, uh, inventory management, which I know it sounds boring, but like I totally get into it. Like when I really like a game, I really like the inventory and I just spend so much <laughs> time in it. But I think like there's 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 a you know definitely an addictive like collector quality that I have that um you know like really makes that work. And uh, there's another thing I was thinking about the other day, which maybe this is like my background in game guides and cheats. Uh, but I really like feeling like I have an advantage in a game. Like if I yeah. did something that was really difficult and then it gave me a leg up, but I did it early and it, the game let me do that. Like, I think that's so cool. I just, I love that's like that feeds something in me where it's just like, well, I kind of broke this. I sequence broke or something, but I, you know, it took a lot of work. And then I have a little bit of an advantage for a little bit, you yeah. know, and, and RPGs were always like that when I was mm-hmm. a kid. I was, I was going to say when I had 12 hours a day to play a video game, uh, you could like, like grind and like, get a good yeah, level. Playing yeah, Final Fantasy seven or Final Fantasy nine. Like I would just like the second I get to the open world, I'm like, cool, this is me for three hours. Yeah. And I would just get super, super strong. And I'm like, all right, now let's progress. And I just, I kill like, but that's been taken weapon. out of games. Level scaling has, yeah, yeah. The legendary, mm-hmm. that's, that's actually ruined. another thing. Item drops when yeah. you get like something crazy, like early on. And or if really you earn it through a boss battle or something. Yes. Even though you had, to like cheese it or something yeah. you know it may, it may have taken like two hours just to like whittle away this boss but you figure out a way with enough hp potions yeah. to do it that's so cool one of my favorite things about final fantasy 10 was finding everyone's master weapons because you had like they were specific quests and they kind of navigated like story aspects that were particular to those characters too and they were just like these badass weapons that impossible were very yeah <laughs> because nobody uh nobody plays blitzball what and you have to have to get the world champion you have to do play you not blitzball. like blitzball no why not? Why and Final Fantasy X is my like a, favorite Final Fantasy of all time. Well, that's, Possibly that's one of my favorite sentiment. games of all time. Yeah. Blitzball. No. Yeah, that's a really common Wa- Waka's, Waka's weapon is the, the one I've like never. Yeah. Is never one gotten. of the characters you have to play Blitzball for? Well, that's his, that's his background. Like, his, he comes from an his, island his, and his, he used to be a competitor and you bring him onto your group. What does playing Blitzball mean? Uh, it's basically like soccer in the water. It's it's actually more yeah. like Quidditch. Yeah. But what do you play in the, in the game? water? Like, do you, is there a team it's sport like a they just built game. into it? Yeah. yeah it's like it's in the game sports. and at, and like you can go around and recruit people to be on your team. Yeah. And so then, it's like Gwent. And then and, and, and you so, go through like but, leagues but and terrible. stuff. Because <laughs> the game just like cheats well, sometimes. It is and so you, And you have to win the big tournament to be able to get the item to unlock the world champion. Did you ever consider getting good? <laughs> there's no go. getting good I think good. that's what Nina's saying right now is that you need to get good <laughs> okay, if, I was not good at Blitzball either if there's yeah, anything you take that. from this entire <laughs> conver- if there's anything you take from this entire conversation it's that uh, you should play Slay the Spire because that game is dope <laughs> why, why do we go back to that? <laughs> that game is dope I think you should avoid feeding monkeys when you're told not to that's the point of this whole podcast. We're just see this is it's the okay podcast to feed the monkeys. now we're on Outer Wild actually we didn't did we crash into the sun yeah if, well, one thing about monkeys real quick. So you're allowed to feed the monkeys at that place, right? Yeah. yeah. Arishima. Yeah. It's encouraged. No problem. Guess, yeah. You don't feed them outside food. At every other place in Japan, it's like, stay away from the monkeys. Don't, mm. don't, do, don't look at them. Don't look at them in the eyes. Like, don't get near don't them. talk about if them. If you see them, yeah. Don't talk about food around them. Well, if, if you hear them using a spoken eating. language, pretend you don't know it. They can sense that you're thinking well, about yeah, do them. Do not show them flint and steel. <laughs> That's why they specifically make you feed them in the human cages. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they understand the distinction between, okay, I don't ask for food and don't steal food when they're not in the cages. Yeah, but I was hiking by myself in the jungle a little bit. And at one point I was like, if I see a monkey, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. <laughs> 
but you could handle those cats. Well, because I'm going to have to stare it in the eyes. Uh, yeah, there were so many That's jungle cats. a sign cats of aggression. Just, you know cats in Japan have shorter tails? Just huh. everywhere. I did I not notice that. They're like six inches long. Did you take out a measuring tape? Yeah. No, every cat, no, it's obvious. Like, wait like a weird, minute. They have weird stub tails. Well, maybe they're just normal tails. The maybe first thing he did, right. long tail. The first exactly. thing he did when he got home, he's like measuring his own cat yeah. stuff. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, we can't be Western centric, you know. Maybe yeah, we, maybe that's we true. do I, have the yeah, longer I, cat tail. I, I, I've recanted my short tail statement. <laughs> okay, everybody, be cool. I have to deliver <laughs> this week's sponsor message. Well. I hope you're happy. Was that an accident, Dan? I hope you're happy because you just spoiled the victory music for Video Game Pony Questions. <laughs> no, the I think it's this one. one. Now, it ring, now it will ring hollow if you, <laughs> if you guys we actually won't win. win. It'll be fine. the thing at the end. Was that a bird chirping? <laughs> a bird got it. Well, here's a hint. It's, you're, you're playing, your character has an audience. Oh. That was supposed to be the audience so that you're hearing. Oh, is it game? Smash TV? No, it's Super Punch-Out. Oh, mm. cool. Yeah. Wow. Some cool guitar, ripping yeah, guitar seriously. sounds. Uh, this is John in Keysville, New York. Keysville, do you know where that is? No, Never not heard at all. I've been an avid consumer. I've been an avid consumer of GameScoop for the past few years. I check my podcast app a few times a day on Fridays until it shows as available. You all do a great job. Keep up the good work. A couple weeks ago, you were discussing Game of the Year candidates. You were talking about the few 9.5s that IGN had given out throughout the year. I just watched the Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers review and 100% agree with everything you wrote. I am just finishing up the main story and believe that the story has been the best from any Final Fantasy game in well over 10 years. You awarded a 9.5, which begs the question, would you consider Shadowbringers in the end of year game of the year discussion? I don't usually see an MMO in this position, but there is something special with this expansion. Can it go where few MMOs go and win best in show? Is it eligible, Tina? Well, I mean, it's obviously eligible just inherently, but especially because we've rated it highly. Um, I actually polled my team to see what their current game of the year contenders are. And mm. Matt Kim listed Shadowbringers on his list. So he removed, I don't know if this is throwing him under the bus, but he <laughs> removed Sekiro for it. Sorry, Sekiro. Yeah. Not good enough. Five, Get lost. Fair. Yeah. Um, but So one thing that's uh, confusing to me, though, is that isn't this an expansion? This isn't a new game? Yeah, that's true. It is an expansion, but it, allegedly it also like completely revamps the online experience. Hmm. I have to dig in more. I have to. Consult yeah, I guess I'd want to. Is it significant enough to like? Yeah. To beat an entirely new game. Well, it also depends on like what the rest of the year looks like. Like I was kind of trying to yeah. think of what my game of the year contenders are, and they're they're not really no brainers like last year felt, hmm. which was not our game of the year. My game of the year. What was your game of the year last year? Red Dead Two. Mm. Oh, okay. We gave it to God of War, but that's fine. That was a good game, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it. That's fine. <laughs> we just made the wrong decision. That's just, it's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, will you play Shadowbringers? You love Final no, Fantasy X? I do, I do love Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy XIV is something I've never been able to get into. My MMO days are... What are you gone. talking about? Yeah. You play Fallout 76 yep. all day, every day. That's true. All day, every day. <laughs> I play nothing else. Um, well, because... Um, but that is an MMO. No. No, it's not. Uh, explain <laughs> massive multiplayer online RPG. That's fallout only houses. You got 24. all three of those things. It only houses 24 people on a map. All right. That's not massive. Uh, it was, no. <laughs> it was in 1991. An MMO is uh, a minimal multiplayer. Online <laughs> RPG. 
we keep uh, saying it wrong. No, see yeah. that's, that's a baby multiplayer that's, online that's, RPG. That, that's the that's microscopic the shared world adventures. That's what mm. that is. Because like, is Destiny an MMO? I wouldn't say that's an MMO. No. Well, they no. they decided to like invent their own genre. Right, that's what I'm saying. Shared, shared world, world shooters, shared yeah. world experience, but adventures, like kind of thing. Kind of wasn't. I I played World of Warcraft for. 10 years since 2006 uh loved it played all the way up to i don't even remember anymore the panda uh the panda no it was like one after that the apocalypse one uh which is weird because i like post-apocalyptic and that's the one that lost me i've played final fantasy 14 but it just the mmo combat just doesn't do it for me anymore and and paying 15 dollars a month to play a game. Did you know that according to open critic it is currently sitting at the um Number one rated, like average rated uh, review. What what game is Shadowbringers? Wow, yeah, it's number one. Like Do you of the know year the or, or so far, yeah. Okay, Maybe. yeah. You want to know the rest of the list? Yeah, sure. Okay, Shadowbringers, Resident uh-huh. Evil Two. Yeah, yeah. Near, if you count the Game of the Year edition, mm. uh, Sekiro. I don't. Wait, near Automata. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sekiro. Slay the Spire, DMC yes. Five. Slay the Spire. <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2, Outer Wilds, mm-hmm. Apex Legends, Steins Gate, Cadence of Hyrule. <laughs> Steins Interesting Gate. year, yeah, right? Steins Gate game. I mean, we still have the, the things that are on my radar for the rest of the year are Control, Ancestors, Borderlands 3, Gears 5, Death Stranding, Jedi Fallen Order. Like, those are pretty good contenders, too. I feel like some of the heavyweights haven't really come out yet. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Um, okay, well, Mark, you did mention um, Inside earlier. We actually have a, the video game Inside. Sure, sure, we have a sure, question sure. about Inside from, okay. I believe it's pronounced Tuan in Washington State. He spells it out phonetically, Tuan. I was wondering if anyone ever found out what happened to the Inside Collector's Edition that featured a collaboration with Real Doll. I believe it was $375 and actually sold out. For that much money, I would think people would start to question when it was coming out. Thanks for all that you guys do. And I think we got an update on that last month. I think it's been delayed, yeah. but they gave us like a, a, a blurry screenshot of something that's mm. supposed to hint at what it is. I hmm. forget. There was an update. But they said it's still it's coming like still coming. Yeah. 2019. We confirmed internally that we bought one too. We pre-ordered We have it. one coming we, here, so The second pre-ordered. the news came out, we were yeah. like pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll definitely have an unboxing of that. Sure. Whatever it is, we'll be sharing it with you. We'll be inflicting it upon you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's supposed to come sometime this year. Mario World. <laughs> yes. Uh, and speaking of Mar- Mario World, this is Diego, our friend from Guatemala. He says, since the release of Super Mario Maker 2, I've been playing nonstop. I realized that I love Super Mario World. The art style and the platforming is so good. I haven't played that game since I was little. Now I really want to return to that game, but I don't own any Nintendo system with a virtual console. Do you think they will release an SNES collection of games for the Nintendo Switch online, or should I spend $150 on an SNES Classic it's uh, more expensive here in Guatemala. That's why it's $150. Mm-hmm. Love your show. You make me laugh so much. GameScoop is life. Yeah. GameScoop is life. Uh, we still have not heard anything about Super Nintendo games coming to Nintendo Switch Online, unfortunately. Yeah. I imagine yeah. it's got to be like a no-brainer at some point in time. Well, it's, yeah. on the, it's on the new Nintendo 3DS, but like mm. it's, I, don't, I don't really get what's happening with Switch. Like why they're not releasing these it's consoles. Like you got you know? to keep your tricks in your sleeve, you know, and uh, I'll be like, Switch Lite. <laughs> SNES. Yeah. That said, the, the, the SNES classic is awesome. It is great. We were just talking last week about mm-hmm. what a good collection of games that is. Yeah. I well, and the controller feels super good. Yeah. Easy to plug in. It's a good yeah. little party favor, too, like when people come over. Yeah. Oh. How do you play Super Mario World, Damon? <laughs> um, wait a minute. Wait, I put, with the random button, if the random button takes me there, yeah. 
then I'll play. That might be a good way to play it uh, on the super cheap. I would never recommend emulation personally. Legal emulation. Yeah, legal emulation. Um, I wonder if you could get like a 2DS for cheaper. You can get a 2DS for cheaper than 150 bucks, surely. Yeah, you could get like a, you could get, you know, Super Mario Advance for, Mm -hmm. you know, some older system like DS Lite or something too. Yeah, it's that too. That's probably really available actually, just getting a DS now and playing advanced games on it like in Mm. other countries too. DS was so popular worldwide, that might be a good way to go. Um, Super Mario Advance is not the best way to play Mario World, but a Super yeah, those games are they're they're like always changing. That's on Game Boy Advance, right? But you can play it on the like first DS. Yeah, yeah, you can like plug it yeah, in the bottom yeah. of that first DS and the light. I remember those games like have voices and stuff, and it always weirds me out. It's like you pick a level and he's like, "Let's go," and you're like, "Oh what yeah, are you doing? <laughs> That's the weird." Advanced games like in Super Mario Brothers two, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really strange. It's... <laughs> All right. That brings us to video game 20 questions. And I picked a game this week, but then I, I had second thoughts because I think it's too hard. So I picked a second game this was week. Was it Lemmings 2? It wasn't Lemmings 2. Oh. So I picked this. I picked the. I assume you guys want the one that I think is a little bit easier. Is that right? Yeah, but if we get it too fast, you can do the hard one. Okay, all right. Our suggestion <laughs> comes from Doug Brady. Let the questioning begin. Do people not know to write in where they're from? Doug Brady didn't. A lot of people did. A lot okay. of people do. But maybe Doug you Brady can just pick not. people that write in with. The maybe I should make that the uh, the stipulation. Because yeah. I don't think we're going to get it if we know where they live. Yeah. Where do you think Dougs live from? <laughs> come from? Where does Doug hail from? Where do all Dougs come from? There's nowhere to know. Uh, I'm watching uh, King of Queens right now. I love that show. It's an old sitcom. That's really and, random. Uh, yeah, Doug Heffernan. He lives in Queens. Oh, Let's go with that. Doug yeah. from so maybe Queens. he lives in yeah. Queens. All right, cool. Doug from Queens. Mm-hmm. Is this from before 1990? No. Uh, after, after, uh, let's go with January 1st, 2010. Is it after January 1st, 2010? No. Oh, I <laughs> screwed up. 20 over. years. <laughs> we got 90. 20 years. Wait, you said if it, is it, you said if, I said, I said after 2010, he said before 1990. Okay. So we have 1990 to 2010. Okay. Yeah. We're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a third easier one. <laughs> is it a uh, multi-platform? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Sorry, I shouldn't have hesitated. Yes. Okay. Did it come out on an optical-based format? No. No. Weird. So DLC or cartridge? Hmm. Hmm. We're not going in an order, are we? I thought we just shouted out. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> in order. I'm just looking at you while I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because we're not ready either, Mark. Uh, um, uh, did it come out uh, before 2000? Yes. That's five. So it's not DLC. Uh, it's a cartridge on different systems. Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Uh, is this a 16-bit game? It is available on 16-bit platforms. Oh, cool. So like a cross-generational 8-bit, 16-bit, Eric. Yeah, yeah. It's- is it part of a series? Um, yeah, we'll say it's part of a series. There's been more than one release. But like there wasn't ever this game too, but there have okay. been some variations on it. Okay, cool. So is there like a Japanese version then maybe that is different or what other? Or it's like. Like ports don't. Did, did this come out to, on NES? No. Oh boy. All right. That's, that's the library I know the best. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> did it come out on Super Nintendo? Yes. Okay. So that, so that, that the thing he was just saying could apply to a game like, well, is this based on a license? 
Yes. Okay. That's so it. What you think? Everything I was thinking of was based on a license. I was going to say, yeah. like, oh, there's like a Tasmanian Devil game, but, you know, there's one where he runs forward and one where it's a platform where he runs sideways. Also, also, like Aladdin, Lion King, they're mm-hmm. different oh, yeah. on uh, And there weren't Sega. sequels. Yeah, that's no. a really good example. But that was, oh, it is SNES. It's SNES. Is this a license Genesis. based on a movie? But it's not licensed. No. All right, well, that goes... That goes yeah. No, no, because it could be a TV show or a kid's serial. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if we count that. Do you count... If it's a Chester Cheetah game, is it counted as a licensed game? Yeah, I would count that as a licensed game. Let's just end it now. Is this Chester Cheetah's Adventure <laughs> Cheetah? <laughs> All right, well, um, it's probably the home improvement game, but... We'll keep, I have that we'll game. Keep, we'll keep that one in the holster for now. It's rare. It's a good... You you like you like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a lot to do with tools. You f- go against dinosaurs right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the, the first level is dinosaur level, but it's on set, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, on track genre or perspective. Or do you want to find out what it's what kind of license is based on? Whether it's food or TV. We we'll just keep going through those. Yeah, it's just based on is TV. I thought there's like game. a blanket. Is this a like licensed game? I, we, yeah, we got that. Yeah, we yeah, got that exactly. So we don't. But it's not based on a movie, so it's right. not Aladdin or Lion King. Mm-hmm. Or uh, do you do you shoot in this game? What? <laughs> what? Well, you, you have a gun. No, no, no. Um, hold on, hold on. Okay. Can, we, can we modify that? Yeah, yeah sure. What do you got? Because I was going to say we can ask about weapons in general. Because if it's not shooting, but it's some kind of like melee type thing, then yeah, it narrows it down between like combat versus not. So, do you use weapons in this yeah. game? Do you use weapons in this game? No. Okay. What do you do in this game? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know. Puzzle, is this a li- platforming? Um, is this a license that's sim. not ba- based on something you watch? Racing. Uh, no, you do watch this license. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's not. <laughs> How often? On... <laughs> Have I personally? <laughs> so it's based on a TV show. Oh, well. So it's like one of the Simpsons games yeah, or Simpsons, Ren and Stimpy. Is this or... based on an animated TV show? No. Oh, God damn it. We are screwed. <laughs> well, you said if it's an, home improvement, like, it's got to be home improvement. Yeah. <laughs> so you do watch it. You could have said TV show. Yeah. We could have, how many questions? Oh, we have, we have six left. Um, yeah. And we're not any closer than we were 14 ago. <laughs> is it based on home improvement? <laughs> no, no. Whoa. <laughs> that game's, that game's not, it's too... <laughs> It's amazing he brought it up. It's too obscure. It, it can't would, it be, be the easy part. Yeah. It, could, it could also be Full House I Tournament know. Fighter. I remember the home improvement game. Okay. Like its existence. Yeah. Not much other than that. I don't well, know if it's based on something you watch. Should we ask if it's a platformer or does that even matter? Is that too obvious? That I, I feel like it's. I feel like if he well, says yes, it, it doesn't help us at all. Well, if it's no weapons, then it's... Yeah, true. If it's no weapons, it's either platformer, like a flight sim or racing game or... I want to act... Uh, um, what else could yeah. it be? Puzzle? Uh, but it's a, a property that we watch, but it's not an animated show. It's not sports. a movie. It could be sports. <gasps> it could oh, be sports. Yeah. But Damon, was like a Damon would never pick a sports yeah, game. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Is this a sports game? Yes. Oh, boy. We got I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I think we can get this. That's one thing I don't play. Well, let's see. Uh, we got... 
Is it something you watched? Should have given yeah. that away. We got Man, bad in '95, bad in '96. No, there's, there's no, there are no sequels, so it can't be a That's sequel sure. game. Wait, is mad? At, I just have to identify. But he said there's on. never been a two. Wait, hold on. There's never been a Madden two. If if, <laughs> if you have or if you have wait, Madden yeah. 19, 2019, and then you get Madden twenty, are you getting? Is Madden twenty the sequel? <laughs> Yes, oh, I forgot I like, the boss fight music too. I like how much this is tickling Mark right now. <laughs> I just really, I just didn't think about the fact like, oh, it's not sequels. It's like our sports, what's well, different now? So there's like. That's so good. They could be. I could. It's probably NBA Jam. I'm trying to think of the really NBA most popular Jam, but thing. That, it doesn't that count as a series, as part of the series? Yeah, no. but there's never a two. Yeah, no, well, because there's NBA Jam and then it's, what, like arcade versions. Yeah. And then yeah, they re- yeah, yeah. remade NBA Jam for like modern consoles, but it did come out in optical based medium. But I don't think Damon would know that. Um, did it have a more current, I don't know, rendition? Well, that doesn't. What it does, doesn't it? Didn't NBA like Jam? A, yeah, didn't something come did. out like a year ago or something? No, there's like the, a different street ball game that's out now. Oh, I see. Hmm. Uh, did this come out in arcades? Yes. Okay. Is it a basketball game? Yes. When you make, hold on, hold on. So it's definitely our drivers. <laughs> when you when you dunk from half court, does somebody yell "boom shakalaka"? I think so. <laughs> I've, never actually, I've never actually played this game. Cool, we got it. This is NBA Jam. Yes. Nice. Did it was like Sega CD or something? Is that the option? Yeah, I think Sorry. it was. Yeah, Sorry. no, it's nothing. I mean, that would have thrown us off. So I'm happy yeah. you did. Uh, arcades in '93, then mm-hmm. came to just everything at the time. Those are my jams. NBA Jam and NBA like, Jam is your jam. Name one yeah. other jam. No, no, like NFL Blitz is that kind of not a jam. But it's that <laughs> style of like arcadey, like Sports. like I said, NBA Jam. You can you can I, dunk from half court. And I NFL think, Blitz, you can hail Mary ninety yards and he'll catch it every time. <laughs> like I think there was a modern re-release of NBA Jam. That's what I'm. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now she's right trying now, to look. And it up. I know. NBA, well, I don't know. We'll I look. know there's another like knockoff. That's really popular too. That's doing the same thing. NBA Jam on Fire Edition 2011, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. Oh, that's so contemporary and recent. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it is. I mean, it's only. I was, I was, I was, I was thinking like 2017 or something. I, I guess I say yeah. right. <laughs> I think Tina saved a lot of face like by ago. finding out a 2011 version of NBA <laughs> Jam. Totally what I was thinking about. Yeah, I'm glad you guys got that. Do you guys want? Do you want to know what the other one was? Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Just give me the, give us the console. We'll get get it from there. It didn't start on console. Well, is it an arcade game? Yes. Okay, we can get this. <laughs> is it from before nineteen eighty three? Before nineteen ninety three. Eighty three. No. Is it from before nineteen ninety? Yes. Uh, did Atari make it? No. Um. <clears throat> did Williams make it? No. Did Midway make it? No. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Uh, is it made in Japan? Yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Optical-based media? <laughs> well, no. Okay. No. Um, Does it have a modern re-release? <laughs> no. Did Sega make it? No. Oh. Wow. And what, did Nintendo make it? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is this going to get boring before it gets better? Are you still looking up NBA jams over there? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the thing came, that came out with it, that came out yeah. about a year ago. There was a street... Game. Yeah, I think that NBA Playgrounds, that was called? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, they announced it. Okay, thanks. Um, it was going to kill me all day. Did this use a joystick? Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, was it two-player at once? No, two-player alternating. 
Here, yeah, how about I, this? It's a, think, it's a sequel. I don't think we would have got this one. <laughs> uh, is it a brawler? No. Okay. It is Galaga 88. Oh, yeah. That's a good game. Yeah. That's a really good, cool game. I like that game a lot. Wait, wait. Didn't I? Hmm. Oh, I didn't do Namco. Yeah, Namco. Namco. I bet Midway published that. No, maybe not. I think it was just Namco. Okay. You know what arcade game I played? No. Uh, how would we like, know? Like two weeks ago. Wow. Okay. Well, 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 if you follow me on Twitter, you have a very good... you have very good. I don't know. Oh, well, if, you, if you posted about it on Twitter, you misspelled the name of the game and God. the name of the arcade. Okay, you know what? Here's the deal. Jared Petty ended up replying with a much better response than if I had even spelled it correctly. I, That's I true. Said, he did. I yeah. said, uh, what was it? You said five fives. I said five fives five instead guys. of five guys. And then he said, nice fives, Guinness last. It was really, really good. What's and, the game? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Pac-Man Battle Royale. Okay. That's a really fun it's game. Really good. It was fun. Yeah, that one's yeah. really good. What's five guys? It's a burger. It's a joint. burger. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, how about this, listeners? Mark thinks five guys is disgusting. Yeah. It, I just what said. Do you think about Mark that. Also what, Shake Shack is delicious. What I what I said. Well, he's right about that. With my legs propped up at my desk, <laughs> was that it blows? <laughs> <laughs> Don't inaccurately. You could save face right now by saying, "I meant five fives." <laughs> True. <laughs> I've eaten Shake Shack at an airport, and it was better than yeah. Five Shake Shack is better, yeah. no. but Five Guys is fine. I, uh, fine I had Mexican guys. food in Japan. I, I think really? I it's really it. funny. It, it's great. What's the best thing you ate in Japan? Uh, pizza from a, a place called Monk, which is really good. Tina's been to. Wow. Uh, that was really good. And then oh, I had some weird, weird fish. Weird fish, yeah. Like, you know, you get like sashimi, and you're like, I'm not really sure that. what everything is yeah. here. They have like, I wouldn't eat the raw shrimp, like, ever, anywhere. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. the only thing that I'm a little bit worried about. But normally, I wouldn't eat, like, raw scallop and some other things, but I ate it there, and it was great. Hmm. Ugh, raw octopus. Can't do it. Yeah, it's too way too chewy. Yeah. Anyway, we're running super long. Okay. That is all the scoops we have for you this week. Uh, Tina and I are going to head down to Comic-Con, uh, tune into all of our coverage. Fun you guys coverage are going to meet so many celebrities. I know. Yeah. Yes. That's her job. <laughs> Yeah, and you're half of it. I'm, I'm going to do I'm the meet and for greet? like a third of the time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And you're doing interviews, right? I'm doing a bunch of interviews. Yeah. I'm doing some of those too. Uh, and then we'll be back next week for your regularly scheduled scoop. So thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank, thank you, you, Mark. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop. And we're out.